Porco. Siamo pronti? Io sei pronto? Sono pronto. Are you ready to go? Hello and welcome to this 29th episode of the second season of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. My name is Sean Peterbudge. I'm joined as always by Fabian Guadagnolo. Buonasera ragazzi. Buonasera ragazzi to you, Fabian. And of course, Singlets Davis, Timbo. Good afternoon, evening. Sean, how are you? Jesus Christ, Timbo. 6.58. What? Well, yeah, it's evening. It's evening. It's a good start. I like it. I like it a lot. What are we up to this week? Anything uh, before we get kicking off? Anything before we get to shout-outs? Anything of note? One week to go for the Beverly Hills Junior Football Club. Oh, no. How is you that going? You say that with a smile on your face like it's... Say it's like he's being released from prison. <laughs> with our final training session scr- scr- last night. numbers into the wall. No, no, I've, wall. I've, I've loved the season. I've learned a lot. Tim was here. <laughs> Had a ball... Um, but looking forward to the end. It's just, it, it's no, no. It's just talk about the football season or death. <laughs> no, no. It's just, it's just intense, and and it's sort of funny. You're coaching under tens, Tim. Under elevens. Um, no, no. I just obviously, I just ride it. I ride it harder than I realised that I would. Do you feel a kinship after all you've gone through with uh, with bolts? Not so much with bolts. It's the, the, Brad the, Scott. No, this is my Richo. this is my journey. This is my thing. But obviously, I get a little bit not not anxious isn't the word, but I get a little bit you know sort of nervous. And by the end of it, the letdown afterwards, I'm pretty exhausted at the end of a game. And the game doesn't go that long. I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, you know this fab like with indoor soccer. Like if we were playing like a good team, you, you get emotionally invested, or you a do, final, or something. You actually. As much as you enjoyed it, the social element of playing with your friends and all that kind of stuff, there was like we played quite a few finals and won a few, like lost a few. And but you, you do, you get, you get nervous, like you do in your daily whatever, going about your day, and you're going, oh fuck, seven forty, we've got the fucking final. Yeah, there's a build up, there's oh, a letdown. Shit. So yeah, you just don't then carry any disappointment or joy too far. Past no, the like event. you're disappointed, yeah. you lose, and the next yeah. day you're disappointed, whatever. But then, as all things with you know, that the season starts the next week, so it doesn't really matter if you've lost. <laughs> they so still want your eighty dollars. Uh, they still want your money. What's your record? We won two. Out of? Uh, well, it's a fourteen game season, so you're, so you're ahead of bolts. You I'm, are ahead of bolts. I'm two and eleven. Um, our, our final game, Bolt's however, got the flickered one and eleven. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, our final game, we're actually joining up with the under twelves because we're short of numbers, they're short of numbers. So we'll have twenty four in the under twelves and have six on the bench. So when it rains, it pours, and this weekend it might pour as well. Literally, literally, mm. exactly right. Oh well, well, we'll touch base with that next week. I look forward yeah. to uh, seeing how it's wrapped Excellent. up. We're going to get on to uh, to shout outs now. Who's kicking us off on shout outs? Do you have a shout out, Fabian? I do have one. Uh, Shout out to uh, rare t- occasion. No, I was I was quite prepared last week. That's true. Listen to the tape. Um, Tony Gonzalez from uh, a tight end from the NFL was inducted f- first ballot Hall of Famer. So inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame this week. Tempting fate. Just without um, notice here, Fab. You don't have any stats handy, do you? Well, this is funny. I don't it's know. A if yes or this no question. Off the top of my head, I do, but. <laughs> I think I don't know if we discussed this on pod. I think we did, but we definitely had a very vigorous. Text oh, about him thread. or Gronk? You know the him or who's the greatest tight end? And I said Tony Gonzalez, and I actually said Antonio, Antonio Gates. Gates. And um, this is when you know Gronk's retirement, and where do we put Gronk? And Gronk's obviously up there, but yeah, Tony Gonzalez. You know, and I all and time, I did, all I time did concede too. I, I I said for a while I thought you were overrating him, but when you did yeah. look at the stats, all time. Yeah, receiving yards, all-time receiving yards for a tight end, second all-time in receptions for all positions 
only beaten by Jerry Rice. This guy's a 14-time All-Star. Championships? Unfortunately, between his stints at the Chiefs and then... Donuts? Donuts. Donuts. <laughs> Didn't play a lot of playoffs. Well, that doesn't so. mean that you're not a good player. No, absolutely not. No. So, so when did that happen? Recently. Oh, he was inducted over the weekend. Yeah. So uh-huh. every year there's a, there's an induction of a number of um, players, journos, yeah. owners, mm-hmm. you know, dignitaries yeah. within the sport. And, mm-hmm. and he was he was one of them this year. And as as Fabian says, there are play, there are people that get nominated year on year. Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes it takes a while for some players to earn the right. But when a player is first time nomination, well, it's like, you know, first time induction. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. When they're first eligible, they'll, they'll get in. Straight in. Um, yeah. You actually imagine, from our point of view, Carlton point of view, I think like Juddy will be one of those. Yep. When he's first eligible to go in, I think it's Straight five in. years. Or whatever it is. Because then mean, it's. You, yeah. You'll know what it is when he goes in. It'll be however long after he became eligible. So I've got a shout out from one great servant of the game. I'm going to have to take your word on Tony Gonzalez. Not familiar with his work. From one great servant of the game Spe- to another. His brother. <laughs> My shout-out to uh, Dale Stain. Yes, Dale Stain. Dale Stain, yep. uh, one of the great modern fast bowlers uh, in South world African? cricket, South African, diplomatic community. Um, yeah, just frightening when he was on song. Uh, SA's uh, leading w- wicket-taker, 439 wickets. I think his average was 22-odd, which is exceptional. Yep. Um, he will continue to play a short, you know, short-form you know, cricket one days and, and T20s. That's great. He's not lost to the game full stop. But, uh, yeah, just one of the great test careers. Um, has come to an end. I think he's 36, so he's had a good run at it, had a few injuries of late. But like I said on the opener there, when he was at his best, there were a few better. And you know what the best thing about Dale Stain was? There was no fanfare. Oh, There no. was no bullshit. He was just pure business. And he was so fierce. Oh, such an unbelievable competitor. But not, not through size or anything no. else like that, just just his sheer will, competitiveness, and, and the effort that he put into what he did. Mm. And he was just good at what he did. Absolutely. So yeah. shout out to Dale Stane. You got one, Timbo? Oh, look, I do. I do. Um, and I'm always a bit of a patriot when it comes to my sport. But um, Oh, I think I know uh, where you're going. We're going the retirement of Sally Pearson. One of the great... I love the headline in the Herald Sun. Did you see it on the back page? I did not. Or if I did, I don't recall it. Um, so it was a picture of her, and it was just a really simple, no, Sally can't wait. And it was for Tokyo 2020, so it was the uh, Oasis. Uh, yes, of and course. And I thought, I thought oh, course. for people who see it, like, I sort of saw it and I went, oh, yeah, That'll good. be lost on a few people. Yeah, yeah. That's clever. But no, obviously she's an Olympic gold medalist, which, you know, um, for a country of 23 million, you know, any time that we can compete against the superpowers on, on the, you know, the highest stage is, is always worthy of commendation. But Olympic gold medalist, she won, she won her silver in 2008 when she was a very, very young runner and she she really put in possibly the best performance of her career and she almost got up and won um four years later when she was at her peak she she duly got her victory um and then she got world champion world championship in 2011 and 2017 self-trained one of them was the was the olympic gold medal she trained herself early days and then i think she did get a proper coach later on she was a gold coast girl and then in the end I, i think in the end after 2016 Olympics or, or and, and the 2017 World Championship. I think she she was pretty much on the decline then. Mm. She's 32 now, but the body genuinely started giving up after that. And she tried to push through to the 2018 Commonwealth Games being the home Gold Coast event. And, and it was possibly a bridge too far. And then obviously after that, she reset and said, okay, let's go to Tokyo in 2020. And again, the body's just not behaving. And she said, look, I'm done. And she just goes out an absolute star of the sport. It and led to that Herald Sun sub-editor's greatest moment. 
That's right. So it's a small win out of what is a sad day for the individual. But no, I agree. Fantastic. But you, uh, you got to celebrate these things. She was she, she was terrific. And, no, totally. Um, it was terrific to see. Did you have moment. another one, Fabian? No. Okay. I have another one. I'm going to get a special shout out. Has anyone seen the programming on ESPN over the last 24 hours? Uh, do we have Phenomenal. the Cornhole Championship? Phenomenal. <laughs> they, they channeled dodgeball. No, was on. they have channeled. You know, like in the movie Dodgeball, hmm. how the the joke was. The dodgeball was such a nonsense sport. It was on ESPN 8, the Ocho, <laughs> yeah, and it was right. such a nonsense sport. It was on the 8th ESPN channel. They made up this whole thing. So basically ESPN embraced that once a year, I'm pretty sure, of late. This is These are the sports that ESPN have run for the last 24 hours. Phenomenal. Head tennis, cornhole, which is just throwing those bags of Love corn it. into the little Love hole. Tetris championships. Wow. Big Buck World Championship. <laughs> Axe throwing, tram racing, stone skipping, arm wrestling. That is the most legitimate sport on the list. Pizza tossing, genuinely. <laughs> uh, mini golf, sign spinning. You know the guys on the curbs oh, spin yeah. the signs? Sign spinning and slippery stairs. Slippery stairs? You know, wow. The stairs are just really greasy and you've got to try to run up the so stairs. It's like it's a knockout. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, super frog when you it Look, It's phenomenal. I got on the couch pretty late last night, turned on the ESPN, and I was showing... The dodgeball movie. I'm yes. Here's Pin showing a movie. And then they showed proper dodgeball, like legitimate dodgeball. But yeah, they're basically... <laughs> legitimate dodgeball. <laughs> basically, they, I just love it. They, it's every sport you never knew you loved. Yeah. And you're just sitting there going, this is amazing. This is great. This is phenomenal. So big shout out to ESPN who fully embrace the Oak Show philosophy. Oh, you got to take the piss out of um, yourself every now and again. And everyone's just having really good fun with it and, and really enjoying it. And if you haven't seen any of it, um, I, I imagine they'll have a package or a highlight or something. Hunt it down. ESPN should go down to the Abruzzo Club and take the bocce one day. And just no, Well, this is the sort of thing they could cover. And that's where you, that's where you get into it because it would be you sitting there like really earnestly commentating it like your life depends on it. You know, like think, uh, think Bruce McAvaney calling Dom Sheeds, you know, shot for goal decisive grand final winning moment, mm. but that level of professionalism for the bocce. For the bocce yeah. and the, or the patonk. <laughs> I still love how... In comes Patrizio. The old, the old, He's got to um, make sure this one lands. <laughs> that sort of stuff. Patrizio would have the, uh, the the key ring, the key chain hooked onto the... to the... <laughs> to, to the uh, to the rings along, you know, the, the pants. Yeah, the loops. Yeah, the loops. So, you know, the, you know, the wogs used to have like, you know, you put... Yeah. You hook your, your keys onto them, your house keys, your shed keys and all that. <laughs> they carry like 40 keys. They're like a, like a warden at a prison. <laughs> just carrying around these He doesn't keys. even own the things that those yeah. keys open. So he, he bowls the bocce <laughs> yeah, and he does that. found that one. Kind of chases the ball down the sand and you hear the ding, 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 That's his calling card. Yeah. That's how you know Patrizio ah, is on bastard. <laughs> uh, lucky last. Lucky last, Timbo. Um, I was very keen on this early, and I've sort of gone a bit cold on it, but I, I want to give a shout-out to Nick Kyrgios. Nope. Nick, Nick Kyrgios is one of our most divisive um, sports, sports people. I um, said to Andy Marr I'd never speak about him there you go. in our bitter exchange. No, there you go. There you go. No, look, this this previ- previous week, Nick Kyrgios was all business. All business, but still had fun with the crowd and all that sort of stuff, which is the bit that I like. I mean, Nick Kyrgios has some reality about him. And when he was actually focused and switched on and things were probably going his way, he's elite. He's a fantastic performer. 
Oh, in the final, he beat one of the Medvedev brothers, but he he, he beat apparently beat like three top ten players in his week. So he's he, he's had a good week, and everything was working for him. And then, as I said, I was very strong on this originally, and then evidently a couple of days later, he's fronted up in the first round of some other tournament, um, dropped his nana and got beaten by Sam Edmund or whatever his name, Kyle Edmund, some you know relative hearing, shit truck from the Great lies, Britain. So hearing lies the problem. Mm. Oh, he's wildly inconsistent, and and he's his own worst enemy. But mm. but I appreciate the fact that he's an individual. I appreciate he tries to play his own game in his own world, um, and people don't like him because he's not a conformist. You I would, sound I, like I would like si- no. I want Nick Kyrgios to be better for Nick Kyrgios, and also for me and my country. But but I recognise talent when it's there, and I just hope he can work out the. I just hope he can get the balance better because he's too good of a sports person to not be at the pointy end on a more consistent basis. Stop making excuses, Tim. I'm not, I'm not making excuses. It sounds I, like you I are. see everything that he is for what it is. Uh, I want him to be better. That, that, that's all, Sean. Yeah. I want him to be better. We've been having this conversation for five years. <laughs> all right, move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, we've got a new segment here. It's actually a reskinned segment, really, that we've toyed with for the last couple of weeks. We're going to bring back... <laughs> We're going to bring back the Rushmore fab. No, we're not. No. No. It's been diabolical every time we've tried it. I went back. We've given it two times. Have you gone back to season one, episode I, one? I can't bear to. It's disgusting. <coughs> it oh, is. Well. It's disgusting. Put somewhere. it this way. This episode, you know, as much as we enjoy doing it, we love our listeners and stuff, you know, we, we know that we're still fairly amateur production. We're lower mid-cast. <laughs> no, go, go, back, go back to episode one, season one. If we were on the wrestling, we wouldn't even be on Sunday night. I love how there was no intro. Alex went straight into the Boston Celtics. Yeah. It, like, hard, like, very seriously. Yep. Yeah. He thought he was Bill Simmons. He thought he was, yeah. He thought he was hard-hitting. <laughs> so what's our new segment? Uh, we've gone with the title. Fab wasn't giving me a lot of love for question time. Because that's what it's, it is. It, it is. It's question time. Well, question time's a real thing. It's a it's political what, thing. I know. Sometimes you get stuck watching that on the ABC. You can't Sometimes help, you it's can't compelling. Help Sometimes it's like ESPN eight. Sometimes it's compelling. <laughs> yeah. You're like this somewhere is, in between. You're like this is being broadcast. Legitimately. The member for Mackenzie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets what up. up? <laughs> he gets up and makes some nonsensical remarks. So anyway, anyway, well, this is an opportunity for uh, for us to ask uh, questions of topics that caught our attention throughout the week. Who's got the new ball? Oh, I'm going to be the inaugural question asker, yep. Sean. Um. After Edgebeston, mm-hmm. um, Fortress, Edgebeston. <laughs> Fortress Edge, Edgebeston, um, when will Steve Smith captain Australia again? I like this question, Tim, because I think that it's inevitable. I think that I think that people arguing against it or arguing otherwise, um, they just need to a move on and b accept that uh, it's sooner rather than later. I actually can't. I can envisage an opportunity for Steve to captain come this summer. So we play Pakistan and New Zealand. What we've seen over the last week, we've seen it turn very sharply. There was a bit of how will the Australian public react to his reintegration into the team. In the World Cup, which was a small sample size and a different sort of arena, there was a lot going on. The Ashes are its own pauldron. I think that his performances at Edgbaston, where you could see him being a leader in the field, his performance with the bat uh, goes without saying how good that was. Um, I think that the groundswell is coming. If he can hold his form, Tim Payne was always a short-term captain. He was always a bit of a babysitter. If he can hold his form and Payne's form isn't exceptional, 
or doesn't necessarily guarantee him a spot, we get to the point where I think he will be very, very seriously considered. Now, the one fly in the ointment is as part of his suspension, um, he cannot captain until March, a year following the end of his suspension. Okay. I can see a reality where they say we're actually going to revise that and on the basis of his outstanding reintegration into the test team, um, we're suspending the last part of his blah, 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 blah. Well, to that end, though, also, if if the tone that he set at Edge Baston and his performance is going to be so important and so good, is he going to be a guy that potentially not having the leadership actually suits him? I mean, you, you can always be a leader I, on field, but if, if he's de-shackled uh, by not having the captaincy, is he better for Australia in that capacity? Potentially, but I think he wants it. Fair enough. And then the last thing to consider here is it's such an economic decision. So this, whoever the Australian captain is, it means so much in an economic sense. Steve Smith is always more marketable than Tim Payne. Sure. And if he can be accepted by, say, using an example... The Edgbaston crowd. The Edgbaston crowd. <laughs> but using the example, say, like in an Indian broadcast or whatever, or sponsors come back on board, then he becomes far more palatable again. Agreed. And they can put him front and centre and he sells you know, the Australian cricket team and the like. Um, <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, Timbo, I've got a question to you, actually. Fire away. Funnily enough, we're going to talk cricket because Fab can't. Correct. Um, do you think that England's focus on the white ball has impacted their chances in this Ashes series? Good question. I think it's a brilliant question, to I be agree. absolutely honest. I, and look, I think you have to preface this by saying, regardless of how it came about, England won, in inverted commas, the World Cup. So all power to them. They've never won one before. So I think they've put all their eggs in the white ball um, basket um, and, and they've had the success that they've they've so desperately wanted. But with a World Cup that was so close to an Ashes series, when they've now gone in and they're, they're still completely invested in players like Jason Roy, Josh Butler, Moeen Ali, Johnny Bairstow, and, and probably now uh, on the back of the Jimmy Anderson injury to Joffrey Archer as well. You're talking in a lot of instances about players who they are so invested in one-day cricket and, and the recognition that Test cricket is it's, it's almost its own sport entirely. And to see Jason Roy dance down the wicket when he's trying to defend... Ballsy. Oh, but and the commentary was magnificent where he's played one shot, the sweep shot immediately before, which was fantastic, and then he's danced down the wicket and been bold and you've gone, That's you're playing you're playing a different game and, yep. and you're not respecting you're not respecting your opposition, you're not, you're not respecting your teammates. You're not respecting the format, you're not well, respecting and, the context of the oh, game. Totally. You've just given up your wicket when when it just has to be valued better than that. They've got Joss Butler who scored one first class hundred in five years, Sean. And he's playing at number five in a test a test team. Great cricketer. Good all-round cricketer. Really important to the team in general. But he's not a test cricketer. And, and he hasn't shown the form to be warranted in it. Um, Johnny Bairstow isn't that great a keeper. They're still persisting with him. And um, and his batting's just no good. Moen Ali is a broken man when he's, <laughs> when he's facing... <laughs> <laughs> when he's facing Nathan Lyon, um, he, he can't be there. His bowling's not good enough. Um, His batting's certainly not good enough. Oh, it's been unbelievable. But look, we, we've made the hard decisions as a team to be able to play the Matthew Wades, the Peter Siddles. We've been happy to be able to sit Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood on the sidelines. England knew they had an issue with Jimmy Anderson with his injury. He's lasted four overs, which just isn't good enough. Um, and and it just looks like Australia has taken a very focused approach to the Ashes. And granted, it's one test, but at the moment, England looks like um, they're right behind the eight ball 
Uh, and again, they hold the World Cup, so great work, but they've got some work to do I in like these it. ashes. I like it. And the whistle so, goes, Timbo. Hey, when the whistle know, goes. I'm there. I'm Don't there. break the rules, mate. Play okay. the whistle, Tim. Fabian, Fabian, well, over well. to you. You've been quiet in the corner yes. over there at the moment. Very quiet. Um, NFL holdouts uh, have tended to impact most NFL seasons of late. Will we see any significant contracts impact this upcoming season? Fabian Guadagnolo is on the clock. Yeah, on. Um, potentially. Um, well, the two main ones are obviously the Melvin Gordon and Zeke Elliott holdouts, both being running backs. Now, this is on the back of Le'Veon Bell's holdout of last. And he he held out the whole year. Yeah, and look. And didn't come back to Pittsburgh. He No, he's, he's joined the Jets. But what I find interesting about this, they're running backs. And most of the holdouts are for running backs because they don't get paid. They're very important to a team setup, but they take so much punishment. Short shelf life. You've said this before. The good ones are generally on rookie contracts, so therefore you can pay your weapons, your wide receivers, your tight ends, your quarterbacks, and then... You get the one big contract. Yeah. Now, Jerry Jones got a... I kind of agree with what he said. He goes, you don't need a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl. And that's, that's you know, generally the case. So I reckon... You need the workhorse. You need the reliable workhorse. The Cowboys the, the Cowboys have to sign up Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, and Ezekiel Elliott. One of them has to drop out. Do you think? Then if they you're all clearly get what they saying, want, you're clearly saying to. that Zeke's the one that drops out. Zeke's oh, the most dispensable. I'm, I'm trying not to focus on my team here. He's probably the best, but he's the most dispensable. But the Eagles like run with a, like a, a triple headed running back. There's yep. three blokes doing the job. I think the Cowboys set the tone and don't let it interrupt their season. Sign your quarterback, sign your key wide receiver, and move forward. And if Zeke doesn't want to be there, move. he's got two years on his contract. Jerry Jones Trading. is a bloke that Trading. dances to the beat of his own drum too, so he may turn around very and say, Zeke's my man. I think you are better to have a running back core. Get I agree. Because you need a running game because without a running game, your offensive, they just set up for your offensive weapons out wide, and you can't move that anyway. So, agree. Yes, the there will be there will be some impact, and it's love it. Melvin Gordon will sign, but Ooh. seek. There's going to be issues. Watch there. this, oh, space. Watch this yes. space. Who's next off the cab off the rank? Is it Fabian? I have a question for you, Sean. Excellent. Has Dan Ricardo's move or decision to leave Red Bull? Been a bad one. Another excellent question, Fabian. Thank you. Um, I think you've got to come at it from a few different ways. It's obviously a talking point just at the moment in light of Red Bull, Honda, um, and their their good form over the last three or four races. Verstappen's won two uh, and obviously was leading at Hungary very late. There's a lot of things to consider, and what Dan had to consider and weigh up is what kind of environment was Red Bull going to present competitively in terms of winning a world title, and what kind of environment was it going to provide internally I think that Mark Webber experienced it firsthand with a, a Sebastian Vettel. Uh, Red Bull have clearly hitched their wagon to Max Verstappen. And I think that the the opportunities that was going to present or the heartburn that that was going to present, Dan, uh, he'd, he'd lived it for the previous 18-odd months. And I think it was going to be extreme. I think he was willing to trade two years at enormous money, in fairness. Max is getting, if you believe rumours, between 8 and 10. Dan's getting 20 million euros. So he's taken a huge you know, pay increase. 
He's gone to a factory team in Renault that have the pedigree to win world titles as a factory team, as an engine supplier. The trade-off is simply where does that leave him in the short term? And that's midfield. He's had, a, had an up-and-down year. His best result was sixth in Canada. You know, Max is having a good run of it lately. I'll give you a bit of a stat. Does anyone else find it a bit whiffy that in supposedly the same car, Max Verstappen beat his teammate on the weekend by over a lap? Uh, am I am I reading too much into that? Do I think that's? I reckon a bit, you might be. Do, is that might. is that extreme to, in, to beat your teammate in the same car to lap him? And Who's Gas- his teammate? Danny Gasly. Gasly didn't oh, have Gasly. Gasly didn't have any issues. Didn't have mechanical issues. Didn't have any extra. Is pit Pierre stops. Gasly any good? Uh, no, I'm not saying that he's terrible. But the point I'm trying to make is that smells bad to me. That smells like they're not in the same car. Has there been such not not to that extent? But has there been a differential? Significant differential at other parts throughout the season. Not that big. Previous seasons there has been. Not that big though. So, like as I said, just closing on this, the issue for me here is um, he's got a he's in a position now where his contract runs with Renault to the end of next year. Significant changes are coming down for F1 at the end of next year. He's in a good position to assess that. Where does when does Seb run out of a contract? Uh, I don't think it's this year, but there's word he may leave. Um, so what that means for the sport is there's a really really good seat that is. Um, I'm just buzzing myself. That <laughs> that opens up for the rest of the field, and whether that's Dan, look, he's making hay while he can in a financial sense. Financially, yeah, he's traded a few race wins potentially to maybe be in a competitive car when it matters, when the window opens. And if that's at the end of 2020, the new regs, Renault might be the team to be in. People scoffed at Lewis Hamilton; he left for McLaren, and people going, "What are you going to Mercedes?" Well, look at him now. And he he jumped to Mercedes at exactly the right time. Yeah. So. It all remains to be seen. Look, if Daniel was there, he's not winning a world title in the next two years at Red Bull. I wouldn't expect. No. So nothing has changed in that ambition of his. Where it leaves it's him at 2021. the end of that. 2021 is if he's still at Renault, hopefully they're good. If he's not, hopefully he's somewhere that can win a title. Said it on pod before, get an Italian in a Ferrari. No, agree. Agree. Uh, i got a question for you, Fab. Molto bene. Has David Gill, this is a question close to your heart and mine, has David Gill been a more significant loss to Manchester United than Alex Ferguson? Absolutely. That is, it's one of those things and people from the outside, non-Man United people and even some uneducated Man United people would say, who's David Gill? So Timbo's got his hand up. (laughs) David Gill was the chief executive for the club for over a decade. Basically, you know, he negotiated deals. He's the one who... He's a football person too. You know, get things over the line. Now, not only from a footballing perspective, so Sir Alex Ferguson leaves. I'm not putting the appointment of Moyes on Ed Woodward, who's David Gill's um, successor. But since then, Ed can't negotiate managerial appointments. He can't... Sorry, he can't appoint... Managers, he can't negotiate any any transfers to the club. He's basically had us in well, he's a. He's not allowed to, or is he capable of? Uh, it's, it's just. And Sean said it before. He's an accountant. He's an accountant trying to do football related business, and it doesn't work. Now, I, he, I think he likes the 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 role or the station the role affords him. Yeah. He's incapable of executing its duties. Now, commercially, Tim, no one better in the business. This guy makes more money. Than anybody else in the game, we got an official but potato chip. He has chip. to be Woodward. We got an official potato chip. We got an, we got an official, official mattress. Did we have an official washing machine? Uh, probably. probably. We, got, we got an official 
telecommunications partner in Azerbaijan. So everywhere. Place to be. His Gill's departure has had a significant, significant impact on United. Everyone keeps pointing about to you've won nothing since Ferguson. We've won nothing since Gill. Yep. I like it. I think. David Gill was the steady hand of the ship who knew everyone in the industry, knew when to walk away. Was respected. Was respected. He was chair of the FA for a little bit. So But no, I look I agree completely with that. I think that you know, we've seen in the last I, couple of weeks. United need to sign a, or, or appoint a football director or, to take care of footballing matters because everyone who's this Woodward out, like I said, commercially, there is none better. This guy makes so much money. But just take the footballing decisions and negotiations away from him and, and, United, be and United will get back on track. I agree. I think that the model being used by other teams, and we may touch on it later on with the EPL brief chat about that, the model being used by other teams has so far exceeded United's model. It's embarrassing hmm. that a club of United's stature... it's not stature, that Ed can't be consulted. No. He's the money man. He's, he's the guy who's running the purse. But he, He's made signings, which you look at them and you go, they're, com- they're so commercial. They're commercial, yeah. They don't actually fit what the team needs, what the manager needs. And, and to be honest with you, surely he's running out of time. Because if United's performance in the transfer market is any, any – but if it's, if it's anything to go by, yeah. what we go into the season with will not be good enough on face value to canter to a fourth-place finish. It's going to be a struggle. So if we miss out again, surely yeah. questions have to be asked. So fingers crossed that's the way it goes just yep. as a United fan. Well, that was question time. I liked it. I, I think we did well, boys. Oh, I like a give. I, I like a give. I like a question though. We'll wait until the re-listen to make a final judgment. We're going to go into Carlton now, get talking about the Blues. Obviously, um, had a loss on the weekend, but uh, all things considered, given the outs, given the way the game played, given the opposition... Good account of ourselves. I think it was pretty reasonable. Hmm. I sat there at halftime, I don't know about you guys, but I thought to myself, geez, with a a full complement, so-called full complement, of these guys that we were missing, Marchbank, Cruiser... Charlie, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The Doherty, the list goes on. You know, McGovern. With a list like that, you sit there and go, geez, it would have been interesting to see how we went. Mm. It, it really was one of those games where your opposition, it just felt like they were about 3 or 4% better than us in most positions on the field. Cleaner. And they yeah. used the ball well. They did. They did. And, and look, you know, the defence is unbelievable. Jeremy McGovern was was so important to the result of that game. And, and look, he's he's... I think he's the best defender in the competition, and I think he just sort of showed. You know what was telling? Without, um, without obviously, Charlie out there, I thought Harry played a really good game. He did. As a traditional lead-up lead half yeah. forward. But without Charlie there, without Mitch there, with Levi Pinch hitting in the ruck and sort of not really having a home kind of forward permanently, we just didn't have the weapons to test Barras, McGovern, no. Shepard. It, it sort of Hearn. set it up into their hands that once Harry had it 90 metres from goal, the next kick that had to happen, unless we were very, very creative with our ball movement, we were always going to leave ourselves a little bit open. But it just shows it just shows the capability that we've got and the options and the weapons we'll have in the future when everybody is up and running. And, and a team like a West Coast that set up that well um, will be the sort of team that they'll real, really battle with when, when we're on song. Mm, and so, Sorry to his uh, detractors, but if we talk about our own defence for a little bit, Jacob Wittering, again. Uh, he destroyed Josh Kennedy. Uh, jo- Josh Kennedy had... Early. Granted, he, he had a couple of missed shots that if he kicks it, it but, looks better. But the thing is too, like did he kick three points in the first quarter 
and from memory, one of them was on the boundary. Yes. Hook around the body, hit yep. the post. Yep. So that's that's the classic basketball classic. You give him a, a bad look. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. On the boundary, it was a very low percentage shot. And, and all out. credit to him for still hitting the post. And because I think another one was there's a bit of pressure on the kick, and it was a hook, like another kind of thing. So once again, not a great look. Yep. So. Art of defence, isn't it? Spot on. And you sit there and going, "There's a look. It's a very small." Very, very small cadre of people having a go at Weeders. But I just can't see how anyone could not have watched his progress and his performances this year. He's been the mainstay in a defence that has at times been excellent. Yes. But for the most part been very unbalanced and not without its best pieces and the like. But for him to have stood up like he has has been incredibly heartening. And I don't understand how anyone could walk away from a game like Saturday's or a season that which he's putting together and not think – this guy's everything we needed him to be. He's he, his progression for a twenty-one-year-old kid, where he's at, what he's been through, how well equipped he is moving forward. I I couldn't be happier. Yep. Nick Newman, another outstanding performance. Four goals, all of them. Uh, Zach Tui-ish. Yeah, they were um, coming from deep. One of them got the greatest off breaker as a leg break. I'm trying to think. He's a uh, bounced to the right, didn't it? So that's a uh, that's an off. Took a right angle. Yeah. Um, which was a bit of luck, but other than that, his it was obviously something that the team had worked on and could potentially exploit. Yep. Another just another little insight into how the thinking is different. I don't think those opportunities come for Newman under the old regime. With absolutely no doubt it wouldn't. And it pulled look, we got full toll out of his kick four goals. So you yep. sit there and go, that's an outstanding result. But he's just proven for what was it, a future fourth round draft pick. And as somebody who we obviously targeted not knowing that Sam Doherty was going to go down um, he's been exceptionally good value. And, and as I've said a couple of times before, on draft day, we traded a fifth-round draft pick last year for a future fourth-round draft pick that comes from St Kilda via GWS. And while it's not the same pick, we've essentially got the pick back that we gave to get Nick Newman for a fifth-round draft pick last year. Well, it's and, and if we're not better better for that, I will eat my hat. Well, he, he's, he's their highest metres gained player mm-hmm. for the season. And yet it's funny. Those yeah. four goals have put him creeping oh. into the top ten. Well, and and <laughs> exactly, With his but six total goals. For the year. <laughs> but but as you say, he's he hey. kicks four goals in one game, and all of a sudden his entire season has been enhanced in such a way that all of a sudden we're taking a bit more of a deep dive into his statistics and go, wow, Newman's had a really good season. And at the end of the season, we probably would have looked back without those four goals and said. He's been a really good acquisition. He's it's been a standout really good. game, but a standout game like that absolutely makes you sit up and take notice. Um, do we want to talk about Sam Walsh? Do we need to, Sean? That's what I was. Going to, do we need to? Someone that's just extraordinary. I mean, we saw today a little exchange on Twitter. Why are the media? Is it because he plays for Carlton? No doubt. They're constantly no doubt. coming up with the compare. He sees they off do not Rosie. want to give this kid kudos he because sees he off plays stack. for Carlton. He yep. sees off someone else. What or is it just because it's such? A non-event. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. He He's so far and away. The, oh, it's easy for us to say it with the rose-tinted glasses. So this, this isn't irritating me, this whole the media against it, because you look at it and go, you say what you want about the others. We know Sam Walsh. It irritates me. He's the right. I was more irritated th- four years ago. No, it irritates me because... With the whole Jesse Hogan and everyone started bringing in, well, who's having the better career? Yeah. Well, fucking hell. That was, they were all wrong there, weren't they? Yeah. No, this irritates me from a point of view that it didn't come, this conversation didn't come when previous winners have had great seasons. Jaden Stevenson last year, terrific season. Andy McGrath had a great debut season. 
this didn't come for them. This what about this guy? What about this guy? Is this guy, this it didn't come for those guys. But those those, those guys didn't have standouts. Whereas Walsh like is putting guy. together the single the most impressive, like objectively, that any rising star contender has ever put together. I'm surprised the, the, sports the only, bet haven't paid out. Yeah, well, the I think the only player in recent years that potentially has had a better season than what he's had is Joel Selwood, and Joel Selwood did in a team that lost like four games for the season, won the premiership, won the premiership and he had a hell of a lot of support around him. And Sam Walsh is doing it on his own. Um, and as we've sort of said, you look at the development in the kid and he's still he, well, today, he's a skinny kid. He's, and he's, he's really not even ready for what he's doing and he's doing it in spite of it. Today the comparison came with James Warple. Yep. He's having a great year for the Hawks. He is, it's absolutely. It's his second year. Yep. And he turned Sean's up at, Hawks. But he turned up at Box Hill last year physically ready to play VFL football. He's a big body. And right on the lip of playing AFL football, he ended up playing 11-odd games yep. in the seniors and played sort of seven or eight games for the Box Hill Hawks. Had a really good year. He's got he is more physically developed at eighteen than Walsh is, and he's had an extra year. Yep. And you sit there and going, Warple's having a terrific campaign. But comparing him to a guy who's A in his first year, B in a team that's been on the ropes for much of that year, is it's just absurd and it's tiring. Well, it's well, anyone that's trying to again, using the same term, the deep dive to try and find somebody that you can even justify has like and they're they're now even pulling up guys that aren't eligible. eligible. Warple's not eligible. But, but but trying to say, oh, imagine if he wasn't, you know, you know, if he hadn't played that one extra game or whatever else. It's like who the fuck cares? Yeah, the, like, now now the argument's the ranking king amongst you know the players under twenty two. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! Some of them yeah. have played. This is their fifth season. Yeah. Mm. You going and we hark back to this, and I've said it, you know, on Twitter, and and we all agree. We all spoke about it. If this kid is doing this now. What's he going to be doing in eighteen months' time? It's, two it's, years' it's time. It's scary. Like it, and and I said it to a mate this week. You you often see players like Sam Walsh or Andrew McGrath, Bryce Gibbs. When they first kick off, you go, he just looks like a player yeah. that's played two hundred games. How good Sam Walsh going to be when he has played two hundred games? Oh well, according to someone on Twitter today, he'll just be just accumulate. He'll just be a guy who you go, oh, he's played two hundred games. Oh, yeah. I said, yeah, like Andy McGrath. Like that yeah. West Coast player. What was his name? Yeah, what was his name? He played 50 games. He played 50 games last week. <laughs> Jackson 50, Nelson. 50 innocuous games. I didn't even see him on the weekend <laughs> either. Credit to him. I, 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 I was sitting there and I was making a point going, which one is he? Is he even out there? Uh, we're going to have a bit of fun now with uh, coming towards the end of the season and re-signings. So I've compiled a list which we've gone through here. These are the Carlton players out of contract or reported to be out of contract. Someone like a Fasolo, there's a lot of conjecture as to whether or not he's got a trigger in a deal. If he is out of contract, if he has years to go, it's a bit. Uh, we're not really sure. So what, is he out of contract? Well, that's thought, that's thought, the. Why did I think he signed a three? Initially, year deal? The there was, was there was three. talk of three, but I think he was signed for two. But and then now people are saying it's one plus. Okay. And there's triggers, so it's a bit of conjecture. So he's not on the list. So our out of contract players are Levi Casbold. What's his name? What's Cottrell's first name? Matthew. I was going to say, for a second, I was sitting there going... I was going to say Tim. I was going, Jason? Wyndham City Council. <laughs> Matthew Cottrell. Uh, DeLuca, Garlett, Gibbons, Goddard, Kennedy, Kerr, Lang, Lebois, the Fabian. Not Lebois, Lebois. Uh, Lobb, Marchbank, Newman, Phillips, Schumacher, Silvani, Simpson, and Thomas. So there's, what, 18-odd sort of guys there that are out of contract, which is a significant part of the list, really. So we decided to have a bit of a bit of fun and sort of do our top five priorities. So who are our five most important priorities when it comes to getting those guys re-signed? 
Do you want me to kick us off? Or kick us off, Sean. Yep. So we're going to go five to one. We're going to keep the suspense. This is, this is your brainchild. We're gonna five, keep, to, five to one. All we're right. going to keep the suspense high until. Are we each going to do our fives? Oh yeah, we'll do that. Let's do that. Okay, I like that. I like that on the fly. Good team. Good yep. team. Yep. Uh, my fifth most important re-signing is Dale Thomas. I just think that uh, Daisy's still got plenty to offer. Um, you know, we made the point last week that if he gets that extra year, which we all assume he will. By the end of his career, if that is the end, he'll have played eight seasons at Collingwood at seven at Carlton. He's turned into an extremely um, extremely worthwhile member of our squad. He's versatile. He's a good leader on and off the yeah. field. And as Doherty comes back, you know, he could potentially be a bit more of a live wire. We can throw him around. We've got a, bit more, got a few more options with him. I reckon he's still got at least one more year of top-class footy in him, so he's my number five. Excellent. Well, I'll jump in. Um, my number five... And it was more of a strategic thing and a list balance thing. Mm-hmm. I've got Andrew Phillips because yeah, okay. you, you need mm-hmm. a backup ruckman. Yeah, I think it's absolutely a necessity. So he's certainly not our fifth best uncontracted and it's, and player. And it's safe to say, and I think we all agree with this: Matthew Lobb's on the list, and I don't think he'll be there. No, no, he he gets think, delisted think, yeah, at the end yeah. of the year. We we always, you know, there was always a possibility that Lobby could be a yep. a um. A benefit to the team. He could be a real wild card, and ultimately we haven't needed him. When he has played, he hasn't been stellar. So I think we're we're all in on um, Andrew Phillips as our backup ruckman. So he's in my re-sign pile. Yep. He and so is Dale Thomas for me. Fab, obviously. Number five, Michael Gibbons. Mm -hmm. I think he's proven now that he belongs at this level and needs to be and will be. Locked away. Excellent. I actually didn't count him because I had him in my rookie re-sign pile. So I think we re- Don't get technical, Tim. For fuck's sake. <laughs> okay, good, good well, that's a beautiful segue to my number four. Gibbons is my four. Excellent. So Excellent. I think he's played every game. He's been an exceptional contributor. Um, and as we've seen him get a bit more responsibility, he's he stepped up to it and delivered. Yep. So I think he uh, he gets a second, you know, probably an extra two years without breaking a sweat. Yep. Timbo. Uh, I think mine's pretty simple and I don't think it needs much commentary. My number four is Jack Silvani. Mm-hmm. Mine is Levi Casbolt. See, I've got Casbolt not on my five, just for just take a bit of tension out of it, but Did I've I? got him on re-sign, parentheses, potentially to trade. I have him too. Happy to keep. Yep. Spot I think on. there's a bit of versatility yep. there. Re-sign him to maybe... Yeah. Well, this mine's a re-sign required asset. This guy's not just going to be left not to contract. I think it's important that we lock him away so he's either tradable or... Yeah. Yeah, my is it if, if you had to pay five hundred grand a year to be able to keep him as a depth player, would you? Or is he going to be more valuable to he's another team? Yeah, he's earned it. I, uh, I agree that he's earned it, but but opportunity cost. No. If another club's going to value him more, and it's going to trigger a higher free agency compensation. Is that more benefit to us longer term? Potentially, I'd have him. But if it's if you're paying huge, like at the same time, if we're picking up Stephen Canelio in free agency, is hanging on to Levi Casbolt a little bit of a millstone? Is is that the is that the? Is that but what needs to be weighed up? Peter, is robbing Peter to pay Paul. Can that is cash it, be better allocated? And then can we what the pick we get for him be used as a make weight in another deal? Agreed. I think we're going to be Agreed. extremely active at the trade table, as we all agree. My number three is Jack Silvani. Um, yeah, he's been exceptional, particularly under Teague, and has absolutely found his his niche in the team. Excellent. My number three was Matthew Kennedy. Interesting. And I've got him on my resign pile. Excellent. And and I think Matthew Kennedy is is one of our more fascinating footballers because he came to the club as our backup, big-bodied inside midfielder there to be able to complement Paddy Cripps. Um, we've, as we've said a number of times, he's been crueled by injuries. Um, now that he's 
found a spot in the team in a position that I don't think anyone Sorry. thought that he was going to no. take, and he's done it and done it extremely well. Um, I'm 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 fascinated to see. I think he has so much more to give. I think he's got a bit of spunk too. So do I. So do I. And, and I think the confidence that he's played with in recent recent weeks and months was probably not warranted. Mm. Uh, and yet he's he's grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and he's really performed. So like good Fab. on you, Matty, and stay stay with us, Daisy. Daisy's at three for, for you for all the reasons you gave for him to be at number five. I, d- I just think he is so versatile, and whilst his first couple of seasons at Carlton were injury injury riddled, he is making up for that. And if you average his contract value yeah, out over yeah. the length of his Carlton tenure, he's been worth it. He's been well worth it. So yep. Daisy. Agree. We really missed him. Yeah. Really missed him on the weekend. I know. Agree completely, especially against such a good team. His his polish and his decision making, you know, uh, experience was was missed. His energy. Agree. Yeah. Um, you don't pre- ever go into a game and say Daisy's off. Yeah. He's just not off. He's no. just- and the preparedness to take the game on when the game warrants it is it's such a value to have. And look, he may make a mistake on occasions that hurt us. He but, plays but, like but he's coked to the eyeballs. But he he's will be ready to go. He will be trying. The Braden Crossley of Carlton. Oh dear. My number two is Nick Newman. Ditto. Nick, My number two is Nick Newman. Nick Newman is because uh, we've all got the same number one. I can we'll go to. I, I, um, no we've, we've got. We've obviously got Newman in. Like we said earlier, a fantastic deal, a great acquisition. Um, obviously, just on the one year deal, he has more than earned. You know, two, and I think he'll get two. A little bit like Gibbons, he'll get two comfortably. And then for the worst kept secret, the number one priority is absolutely Caleb Martin. Darcy Lang. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Kimmy Lebois, <laughs> the Frenchman. <laughs> That, he should have been signed up after he did that checks on yeah, opening minute against Melbourne. Uh, had a Casey Fields. A Casey Fields. And has he done anything since? No, <laughs> not in the Has seniors. Christian Petrarca done anything since? No, he has not. Oh, no, well, not Christian really. Petrarca looked like he was an eight-time Brownlow medalist and 15-time Coleman medalist. Does a lot of his best day. work when it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, look, Marchbank is number one by an absolute mile. Um, we need to get this kid signed yesterday. Uh, I was sort of hoping that the big announcement last week was going to be him. So, look, fingers crossed um, we've seen an announcement with him obviously out injured sooner rather than later because I don't even know what they would be fucking... I don't even know what they'd be haggling about. Yeah. It's just what does the number need to be? What does the length of time need to be? And just get it done? Comfortably, I'd give him four. Easily. Just sit there and go, easily four, and we can put triggers in and he's a kid. for five. He's so, a kid. He's got everything that we need. Intercept, intercept marking, intercept football is so central to the way that football gets played. It was just starting to it was just starting to click for him as well. Yep. I he's, saw him play first time. I saw him play was Easter Sunday against Melbourne and he was electric. Yeah. The GWS. Yep. And I thought, no, nah, this guy's a player. A natural footballer, he reads it so well. He's got a good engine. He runs all day. He can kick the football. Um your shoulders are taped to his body, but yeah, true. Yeah, right. Silvani always pushes when he recruits, he recruits on character. He took him at pick six. Um, he clearly rates him, everything that he's shown us. He bent us. us over a barrel to get him. <laughs> no, no, no. Marchbank was a Silvani trade for us. I know. But yeah. how did he get him, Tim? By trading us Christian Jacks yeah, well, and Mark yeah. Wiley. Where are we? Savage sauce. No, no, that Absolutely was no, 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 Paul Hearn. rang me once It was Paul Hearn. He was pick seven. Timbo rang me and said. Year, but yeah. No, but that was the same year, wasn't it? No, 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 no. Paula Hearn, pick oh, seven, was, was, was the product of the Christian Jacks. But who'd, Jacks. They, take, who'd they, take, they take Marchbank at six? Paula Hearn at seven. Okay. Pick seven. Yeah, Timbo it. told me once, he goes, you watch Mark Wiley tackling machine. <laughs> this guy's going to be the greatest at a stake. Sideshow Bob. 
of all time. Jesus Christ. Well, I was looking for the positives. <laughs> uh, and then just my, my sort of re-signs, but not in the top five, as said Caswell earlier. I don't mind what DeLuca's shown us. Um, to get one year deal, yep. just yeah, get another year. Yep. Um, Matty Kennedy's there as well. Can you just be rookied? Yeah, um, no. Well, no. He go. He becomes a free agent. Anyone that's been picked up. So the Gibbons. So when Delucas, he gets picked Cottrell's. up in, in the draft, is he on the primary list? Is he right now? What? what, what yeah, I think where's he is. The He's a rookie. Oh, okay, so we can't. Can he can't be re-rookied. Well, he just. I think the mid-season draft. If you've got a spot, he comes in as a rookie. So mm. he's. Well, he's a rookie, or he. In fact, he's probably a senior listed player, but at the end of the season, he goes back into the system. So he is a free agent because he's our player. We, we first get right. first crack at him. But if he wants three hundred, and we're only prepared to offer him two forty-five or whatever the number happens yeah. to be, yeah, I think he'll then, play for a bottle of Gatorade. Well, I think he will too. Yeah. He, he, he uh, seems like he's just loving the fact that he's out there again. Yeah, and and got, I think if we offered him and gave him the security, he'd probably sign tomorrow. Uh, so I, I think he'll get one more. I got Paddy Kerr there as well, uh, just developing. Guy, happy to give him another year. Uh, Phillips, for sort of the same reason that you guys, I think it was Tim, you said Phillips? I did, um, yep. And then Simo. I think Simo, if he wants another year, will probably get another year. Uh, look, But he's not a priority to no. actually make sure he gets done. And, and I've made the comment the last couple of weeks, the hamstring injury early in the season concerned me. The week off after he played his 300th game last year concerned me. You just sort of wonder whether he, the resilience that he once had is there. Um, and, and it's just going to come back to his... Um, Frame of mind. So, if he, as you said, if he wants to play, he plays. But he wouldn't surprise me if he did not. Excellent. We're going to move on now to the AFL proper. Fabian. Yep. Teams. Are you going to do that for us? Teams and tips. What's our current standing? Yeah, run us through where we sit because I've gotten a bit cavalier with my tips and I think I'm. No, nah, you're, you're home and host. So, you, I, and, I, I you and I tied last week for our, I think we have set six or something. Yep. Um, Tim picked up one. So Tim got – oh, no, picked up two, sorry. Tim got eight. Wow. Um, oh, he got eight. I'm thinking he got – when you say he picked up two, is in, he got two. No, no. So no, he, no, no. He, he, okay, got he picked eight. up two spots. Picked right. up so, two so, so what are, Tim, what are the, what are the separations? Lower those eyebrows, Tim mate. bringing up the rear 101, Sean 104, Fab 110. So you can probably catch me because I've fallen in a fucking ditch. I'm, just, I'm going nowhere. Game number one. And in Canberra. It's going to be freezing. Freezing cold, but apparently it's going to be very cold in Melbourne. Pack your fucking underoos, fellas. The GWS Giants who have resurrected oh, late I don't, I don't know. against Hawthorne. Oh, in, Adam Kennedy, Jeremy Cameron, Dawson Simpson. Out, Finlayson, injured. Connor Iden, omitted. And Harry Himmelberg, injured. In for the Big Hawks, injury. Cousins, Segler. CJ. And CJ, I'm not going to even try to pronounce it. Out, Grant Birchall. That's a career for me. Yep. Ben McAvoy ooh, and Connor Nash omitted. I think that the Giants win this handsomely. Giants for me. GWS. Yeah, GWS. It's a bit of a test for them, though. They still have to turn up. Adelaide Oval at 140 on the Saturday. Port Adelaide going unchanged against the Sydney Swans. Tim's Sydney Swans. Well, this is the Tim it's Davis Tim's Cup. Port Adelaide, isn't it? Oh, it is too. The, Port- <laughs> oh, the Tim Davis Cup. Jesus Christ. You'll be like a dog with two dicks, Timbo, watching this one. <laughs> There it is. In, Dane Rampey and James Bell. Out, Kieran Jack, surely for the last time in his career. He's cooked. And James Rose omitted. Does he get a 100th game? Uh, 100th game. Isaac Keeney's got a 100th game. Does he get a last? Does he get a farewell or is that it for Kieran Jack? That's it, mate. They have to give him a farewell game. 
Surely, former captain. Will they invite his parents? Well, it's up to him. <laughs> Is he well, talking to them? Oh, no, no, there's dissension within the... They don't like the girlfriend, fiancé, and uh, he's basically not speaking to his parents. And, and brother And hasn't well. been for four years. Really? Brother doesn't speak to him either. Gary Jack's been frozen out. Yeah. Love it. Um, I've got Port. Um, port. Port. Melbourne versus Collingwood at the MCG. In Stephen May, out Braden Pruce, omitted. And in Jack Magden. Mag- Magden? Magden? Magden. Yeah. Whatever. Imagine out Mason Cox with a. This is a major league moment. This okay. is a major league. You know, he well, goes, got a retina. This is a major league moment for me, Timbo. You know, like Mason Cox out. He goes, we can close the book on Kellner. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. He's not in. He's injured, so they don't have to think about playing him. He's not even there. Yeah. You don't have. They're not even tempted by playing him. I love our R- Richmond. I reckon Richmond have got a whiteboard up and they've gone. Cox gone. Yeah, done. Put a line through Collingwood. Got Jeez, them covered. Fucking shitful. Um, Melbourne for me. Collingwood for me. Pies. I just reckon these, the D's. I reckon Collingwood are just, you're on the skin of their ass. Just, yeah, I think they are. But, but they're playing Melbourne. Melbourne, yeah. Melbourne. Melbourne sit below us in the literature. No, I get that. But by the very same token, like this is the sort of thing Melbourne don't have a lot it of rivalries. It is Melbourne's grand final. They don't have a lot of rivalries. No. And this one. This is the one. It's from the 50s. Yeah. But they fucking hate Collingwood. Yeah. yeah. Fags and Co. Uh, Disgraceful. They mustn't love. They mustn't like the pop uh, because no changes to the Brisbane uh, Lions. Uh, no changes. Uh, where is Louis? Louis Taylor. Louis Taylor, who didn't make it. He was in the provisional squad. Let me look at the team. Uh, didn't make the side. No, well, he didn't make it last week. It was an emergency. Where is he? So uh, in is for the Gold Coast Suns. Is this a, what do they call it? The Q Clash? Q Clash. There he is. Jared Oberi. There he is. And Jacob Heron. Out, Peter Wright omitted, and Jack Martin Ooh. omitted. Wowzers. Goodbye, Jack. Jack may never play for the Suns again. I, I agree. I'd book Jack a room at the it's Vibe Jared Hotel Wits game now. 100. Um, who, who's got? Who's 100th? Jared Witts. Uh, who would have thought? I think this is not about the game itself. I said this. I said this when they played earlier in the year. The trophy should be a pineapple. I don't think anyone... Like a... The coloured pineapple. It should be like a crystal, like a translucent... Who like, makes like a Swarovski the, I was going to say, who makes the Super Bowl crystal thing? Is it Swarovski? The Super Bowl is metal. It's Tiffany. Tiffany. Tiffany makes... But it should be ones. like a, like a, a slightly trophy. transparent cloud. What am I thinking of? You're thinking about the college football... It, I am. That's the exactly old, what the it is. The old one yeah. used to be a football mm. crystal. Yeah, I think it should just be of. like a transparent, slightly cloudy green... And yellow, green at the stem, yellow yeah. pineapple. Fucking embrace it. Just embrace yeah, it and be agree. stupid. Like, you know, the AFLX. It's like, it's like ESPN Ocho. The Ocho. It's like, <laughs> ES, it's like uh, you know, the AFLX, they got around. The players, I think, would embrace the silliness. Totally. It's a pineapple. You got to take. You cannot take yourself that seriously no. all of the time. And they should have Hawaiian shirts, like commemorative Hawaiian shirts when they play. When they win, maybe. <laughs> no, that both sides like Brisbane should have a Brisbane Lions their kit like their jumper like pine should be trees like a Hawaiian shirt but in the Brisbane colours. What has that got suns. to do with Queensland? It's Hawaii. Yeah, you know Hawaiian tropical. shirts got nothing about tropical. Hawaii. You know, they're tropical. Just called Hawaiian shirts. Whatever. I'm going for the Ryans, the Brisbane Ryan. This will be a hundred plus. This will be big. Gold this Coast because be Brisbane Lions. Brisbane Lions. Had to make up ground when we're all pissed. Essendon the same versus guy. the Western Bulldogs. In Ben McNeese, Sean McKernan, Mark Bagley, Dyson Heppel, David Myers, and Josh Begley. Oh, okay. Out. Francis injured. Hartley omitted. Sard injured. Darcy Parrish injured. Matt Guelph. Flash Gordon. 
<laughs> injured and Will Snelling injured. Taylor Duray and Will Hayes in for the Bulldogs and Tom Liberatore and Caleb Daniel out. Mm. Um, I reckon that Essendon win this and uh, I hate to see them win. I hope they lose, but I think they'll win. I reckon the Bont will get the dog over the line single-handedly. I'm on the Bulldogs. Okay, I like it. It's another one picked up for me. <laughs> Geelong versus North Melbourne at GMHBA on Saturday evening. Got Harry. my tickets to go down to GMHBA in round 23. We're heading down the highway. Fab was invited. I'm not making it. Didn't want to go. Didn't want to go. I found out long ago. I love it. I love the road trip. And you don't need to get me started about GMHBA Stadium. It's a wonderful venue. Down. And... Fab couldn't make it because he... Holiday road. <laughs> what was your... Do you want to share your reason for not coming down, Fab? Why? I'm spending the weekend with my kids. No, that wasn't the reason you gave me. I've got an NFL fantasy draft on. That's why I oh, can't Jesus make it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> not enough public restrooms was your excuse <laughs> <laughs> on the way down. Um, Give us the teams. Okay. Um, Harry Taylor. Brandon Parfit, Luke Dalhouse, and Quinton Narkor are all in. Jordan Clark, Scott Selwood, Lockie Henderson, and Gary Rowan are out. Henderson and Selwood omitted. Interesting. Last games ever for the club. Fingers crossed. See you later, Lockie. Gary Rowan last game? No, Selwood and Henderson. Oh, yes, of course. Yep. Uh, yes. Yeah. It was three, game, three weeks to go. That's generally where Lockie uh, clocks off. Yep. Um, Surprised he hasn't requested a trade. Jed Anderson and Sean Atley are in for North. Out Luke, Davies Uniac, and Sam Durden. Uh, oh, to be honest with you, I'm tipping the Cats. But, I'm tipping the Cats. But yeah. I would not be at all surprised if North rolled them. I'm very similar. Yeah, I, I've got to go the Cats. At, at Cadinia Park. Yeah, they, they've been in a little bit of a form slump. They've got a right this season. They're probably starting to do a lot of their hard work now. They may be just a little bit jaded. The injury to Clark wasn't great, but he's still young. Uh, got to be Cats. Next game off the rank, Fab. This is a game, this is dead set. This is a game that some of that shit on ESPN might have outrated. Yeah, true. St. Kilda Fremantle, we at Marvel. I would rather watch the fucking pizza tossing than this shit. The cornhole thing looks good. It does not. There's not a a lot to (laughs) it. Go to time zone. They've got that. Yeah, you watch a couple hands of it and you've had your fill. If you're playing, it's not too bad. It's like poker. You can't sit there and watch poker. But you comparing, are you comparing fun. poker as a spectator event to cornhole? <laughs> well, poker gets a lot of coverage. Because poker's more compelling. Anyway, give me your teams. Jack Nunes, Dan Hannabury, Jack Stephen, Blake Akers, Ben Patton, Bailey Rice, and Sam Rowe. <laughs> Say it, <laughs> Fab. Say it, Fab. Sam Rowe potentially playing game 100 for about the 15th time. We all know they're holding him for us. Jade Gresham... Dalton Langlands and Daniel McKenzie are all out. In for the Dockers, no outs yet. Hayden Ballantyne, Cam McCarthy, Ryan Nyehouse. Nyehouse, yeah. And Travis Collier. Um, who's this? St Kilda and the Dockers. The Saints win this. Saints. I'll go Freo. Good. I like hope it. Freo win. They had their best performance of the season last week, so you'd like to think they'll continue that No one that was on. more surprised that they won than them. Than them, yeah. Fair call. Fair call. Oh, this is I've told this story every time these two teams play. I, I've, one of my the most vivid memories of my childhood watching football Tassie. was turning on a Sunday afternoon game, Football Park, the Crows against the Eagles, oh, yeah. and just being like, "This is death. <laughs> this is this is hell's waiting room." Watching these two teams, I could not give two shits about these two teams. Yet here we are. Give us the teams, Fab. 
West Coast versus the Adelaide Crows at Optus Stadium West 320. Coast. Jamie Cripps, Mark Hutchings, Josh Rotham, and Brandon Archie in. In for Adelaide, no outs yet. Uh, Sam Jacobs, Hugh Greenwood, Paul Seedsman, and Chase Jones. Cole Hardigan playing game 100, and Paul Seedsman playing game 100. Cole Hardigan is a giant man. He's a big unit, isn't he? Yeah. I, I think Big body. He's yeah. a classic Adelaide Crow, though. Like, he's he's the textbook Adelaide Crow. If there was, like, describe an Adelaide Crow, it's Ken him. McGregor. Could you be, like, <laughs> just a giant dude that, like, isn't a footballer, but he's just a big guy? Ken McGregor. Fit. Uh, yeah, Ken McGregor. He, yeah, bad. When I think ben of Adelaide Rutten. Crows, I always... Th- you know, most people think of, like, what was the guy? Um, Andrew Jarman. Tony McGuinness. No, I can't think... Anyway, the guy Chad I think Rintoul. of... Is always Simon Trigenza. Rodney Maynard. Rodney Maynard. Rodney yes. Maynard. Deep cut. So, who we got? Uh, well, I've got the Eagles. I said that before you even read Eagles. the teams out. Eagles. And final game of the round, Richmond versus the Blue Boys in. Oh, oh Sydney no. Stack. I thought they said he was going to miss two games. Oh, no. But he'll, Powers of recuperation, Sydney. Give him the Heroic award. by Sydney. Give him the award. Toby Nankervis, Jack, Jack Ross, and Camden McIntosh. Oh, uh, Marlon Pickett. Out, Dan Butler omitted. Good. He actually usually plays all right against us. Mm. In, Matthew Cruiser, Jared Garlett, Dale Thomas, Mitch McGovern, and Liam Jones. Super ins. Good ins. And Angus Schumacher. He's out. Yeah, look, he got his got his chance. Did some okay stuff. Clearly looked like a guy that it was playing lower-level football for 18 months and was just caught out by the pace. And, and, and the reigning premiers. Not a great team to come up against in your first game fucking 20 weeks into the season. Um I'm going to – look, I say this every week. I'm going for Richmond, tipping Richmond. I'm clearly going for the Blues. Um, and I hope the Blues win, but, you know, I'm, I'm going for the Tigers. I'm tipping Carlton. Oh, good. Shane Edwards and playing game 250 and Dion Presti at game 150. And I'm going for the Blue Boys. Yes. Mate, it breaks my heart. I say it every week. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to tip against them. It really does. I don't know if you guys believe me when I say that. <laughs> Not um, at all. Those are the teams. Uh, we moving on. We can move on. Excellent. Excellent. We quizzing? Uh, no, because we've got um, a little bit of EPL, don't we? Well, the EPL season starts. It's we can't much, really say... Yeah. We can't really... What we'll do... I think we'll... we'll I'm, I'd like to give predictions of what we think and yeah. how it's going to end up. Top four, who you think... Because for us, the, the transfer window obviously closes tonight. And this is when all the deals kind of get sealed. This is where, you know, and it's I bitched, kind of silly. Season. I bitched and moaned to Fab for 15 minutes... Four yeah, you're kind of over it. About, I'm just over it. I'm just over all the speculation. I'm over all the nonsense. I'm over all the willy won't it. We don't know all the crap, and it's happening in AFL trades now, where it's like, I don't care. You know, I don't care about speculation until the guy's holding the shirt. Show me the money. Just show me the player holding the shirt. The deal's done, and that's when I'll care because the stuff we've lived through this week. Oh, deal's done. Deal's done. Well, it's clearly not. Yeah. And it's just tiring and boring. But um, so from that point, we can't really talk about it. We're loath to talk about transfers. But just in terms of um, how we think the season's going to go, at least yep. on the surface, go for our top fours. In fourth place. Who you got? United. Tim? Arsenal. Arsenal. Okay. I just think that United, I just want to see us play the kids. I think we will play the kids, we, and I don't think that's going to be good enough for the top six. That's right. Yeah, but if that's, and I said this to you earlier, if it's not, I don't care. Yeah, attrition will get us. Yeah, yeah. I reckon the not, kids will bring us a bit of energy, yep. and I reckon we actually might start the season quite well. Got a couple of potential future all-stars here. <laughs> that's another major league cut. Um, uh, but we I, should I, name the, rename the show. I, rename just the think, I just think that you know, if we're going to get rinsed by every team in the fucking world, 
fabulous blue right in the microphone. Sorry, is it so to speak. Um, if, if we're going to get rinsed by every team in the world with regard to transfers, we're going to get taken to the cleaners. If we're going to be tr- teams are going to try to take advantage of United, like we're the only fucking team who's got any money. Um, I'd say play Ang- Angel Gomes, play Greenwood, play Chong, play the Garner. kids. Yeah. Just play them and sit and go. Look, if you if you're good enough, fantastic. We found a player. If you're not, are we any worse off? Getting some fucking mercenary to come in the door and play eighteen months of half-hearted I don't, I don't bullshit disagree. football. I disagree. I reckon we set a standard, we set a style, we set a way forward. And you know what it does in a and weird sort of way? Who's the kid? Is it Hannibal such and such? A kid, young kid we signed. Yep. You sit there and go. There's, I think there's something to be gained by United if we play kids and if those kids get a chance. He's 14. No, but there's something to be said for those kids that are coming through. They sit there and go, well, United are giving them a chance. Yeah. If I go to Real, if I go to Chelsea... Makes the academy Real, very attractive. You sit there and go, well, I'm just going to sit on the bench and be loaned out to Anderlecht forever. It's the same way Hawthorne try and recruit out of Box Hill Hawks because then it means it's a it's a genuine opportunity pathway. to get Box into Hill the AFL system. Destination. Spot pathway, on. spot on. Number three for me, I've got Spurs. Spurs. City. Interesting. Um, yeah, I just think that Spurs are particularly the next however many 12 hours are vital for them, yep. depending who they bring in, what they bring in. Um, yeah, I think that they're, they're, they're a good team and they could easily win it. Yep. But what they do between now and the window closing is enormous. So by the time you listen to this, we'll have a much clearer picture of what their team is. And, and is the Coutinho deal, has it happened or is it another Timbo, one of those ones that's nearly he, close? Has he been pictured holding the shirt? No, team? he has not. Wait until 2 a.m. So it's not done. I've gone with City thinking their priority has to be the Champions League now. Has to be the Champions League. Are you thinking it's going to be – are you thinking – are you calling that Liverpool's priority is absolutely the league? Correct. And City's priority is absolutely the Champions League. So they're almost going to kind of seed one to the other. Not. So, I just think last year was a, an, as much as you can a, an amazing race, but – I reckon great they'll, they'll err on the side of caution in certain games and they may drop one or two points or one or two games here. And yeah, potentially. that's more, going to be more than enough. I reckon that Pep City standards. Reckon, that'll be a comfortable third. I reckon Pep standards, though, it'll, that'll be interesting to see that how that bears out because Pep standards are such that I don't think he'll accept that. I don't think he will, but... And we've seen it over years at Barca in a thinner league, but the standards are still exceptional. Yeah. And he can still rest with the depth that he's got and oh, still he's be competing. Oh, he's got a ridiculous depth. So, yeah. um, Second. Number two for me, oh, I think it's I think it's Liverpool. They haven't added anyone yep. oh, at the moment. They haven't added anyone of note. I can't see them going down because yep. they're so strong. If they get – I mean, could they get a bit thin if they – particularly up top, if they mm. cop a couple of injuries. You know, they don't have a lot in reserve, so to speak. Um, so clearly for me that leaves City – Premiers. Yeah, I'm Liverpool two and I'm City one. So I've gone with Spurs in second. I think if they pull off this Dibali, Dibali, Dibala, Lochelso swoop on the final day of the transfer window to go with what's their defence looking like though? So Dibala still not done as well. It's a done ve- deal. It was done deal three days ago to United. Mm. Fucking idiots. They're very thin at right back. Um, one fourth who's you know pretty you know. Half the time injured, half the time not. So, and then beyond that, they've got Kyle Walker Peters. So, <laughs> how funny was that? He replaced Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker got replaced by Kyle Walker Peters. <laughs> I love it. It's like when we find someone called Sean Budge to do this. We bought it'd be, yeah, <laughs> when, no, it'd be when Sean Jasper Peter, McMillan replaced Jamie Mc, McMillan. So, I've got Spurs improving, and I think Spurs will move up. I reckon they're going to finish They'll, second. Will they? They'll, I like it. I like it. Which has me with Liverpool 
as Premier League champions. Uh, excellent stuff. We'll have a bit more on that, obviously, next week when the first round of fixtures have come and gone and the window's closed and all that kind of stuff will be... Um, who's yep. uh, Liverpool open the season, I think, on Friday night? Good for England. It's a Friday night fixture, but in Australia... It's, it's weird that Friday night... 5 a.m. Saturday morning, It's the game's just going to go unnoticed. Yeah, but not whether it matters. Whereas the first game we will get to see is a 9.30 Saturday night, which is... I don't even know. We're playing Sunday night. Mm. Big game. Liverpool playing Norwich. Jesus. Well, we're playing Chelsea. <laughs> we're playing Chelsea. Big game. Big game. We're the last big game. Game to start. Huge game. Frank Lampard in the dugout for the Blues. Um, Timbo, we got... Oh, sorry. Quick shout out. Wayne Rooney signed as a player coach for Derby County. He this did. Week. Half his Start, life. Starts Good in January. Him. Good on him. Good stuff. Um, do we want to talk about cricket? I don't know if we want... Do we want to talk about cricket? I'll, I'll take a shit if you have to. Seriously. No, no. Look, I think we've said everything. Briefly, I mean, Timbo. Well, look, you know, we won the toss. Oh, and Jesus, you're starting from the top. No, no. And <laughs> we won the toss. No, no. And, in the first and, session, it was shaky, yeah. No, and like a lot of situations, the benefit that winning the toss gives you is extreme. And obviously having Nathan Lyon bowling on that pitch on the final day was always going to work in our favour. The key moments. Well, the key moments were Peter, Peter Siddle scoring 44 yep. to allow... Um, uh, Steve yeah. Smith to stay out there and take us from eight for 120 to the way he, two, and with two eighty odd was it? Able hand, but the way he dictated the innings Correct. was textbook. Absolutely, obviously James Anderson's injury, but that to me, I just laugh. I just think that you get what you deserve. Oh look, he, it's he, not like Glenn McGrath that, stepping on a ball. Correct, it wasn't an accident. They knew that he accident. was in strife. He's a thirty-six um, year old with a suspect calf. Yeah, and they yeah. they rolled the dice and played him. And in the end, talking about Jimmy in, Anderson or me. But in the end, he was a complete non-entity. Correct. And and sometimes you have sympathy when an injury curtails or or, you know a team's opportunity. But I sit there and and go, surely, surely he wasn't fit to play anyway. He rolled the dice. Just got a Bleacher Report thing saying Dybala to Tottenham is off. Is it serious? (laughs) Not serious. Jesus Christ. Um, That I think one of the next key moments was um, the bowling of. Um, ben Stokes, mm-hmm. absolutely horrendous. Horrendous. Like, I, I seriously rate Ben Stokes as a player, and I really like him. But I rate him as a street fighter. Well, that's yeah, against well <laughs> against a homosexual opponent. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I, I rate him particularly if his opponents are legless in, well, in, on the too. street. Um, and then look, you know, I think we, we spoke about Steve Smith off the top. Just phenomenal performance. Um, generally speaking, once the test got going. Uh, the big thing for me to, to come out of it and the big thing that will affect selection going into the second test at Lords clearly is does one of Stark or Hazelwood come in? It's a ground that has traditionally favoured those type of bowler. Yep. Um, and what we actually missed, pretty much the only thing we missed was Stark's ability to clean up the tail. The tail. And, and that's what we needed inning. in the first innings, but it, ultimately it wasn't. Because he didn't come back to bite us. But he is an absolute pass master. At, bowling at the stumps. At cleaning up the tail. Correct. Correct. Broad, what were we doing with Broad? Oh, well, it was just, we were always going to get oh, him with a short ball, but it's it. like, well, if you think you're going to get him with a short ball, here's a thing, bowl him a short ball. We let him make 29. Oh, it was yeah. ridiculous. So, it was look, ridiculous. all in all, an absolutely fantastic um, five days of test match cricket. I think that, that proved when a test match is good, it's yep. the best the sport gets. Shout out to Burns for his century because that wasn't a great no, innings, no, it but it was a bloke that grafted and worked. So Who did he play for? England. England. So credit to him for having a crack. Yeah. Good on him. But I think, yeah, like I said, going to the second test would be interesting, especially considering the the breadth of performances across the board. You know, Davey Warner would have to be, he's probably not got many chances left. You know, he was 
pretty poor. A little bit unlucky in the second innings, just the, the mode of dismissal. But Bancroft would go before he did, wouldn't he? I don't, I, but to me personally, I'd say see you later to Dave before yeah. Bancroft. Well, as you say, you, you know you know that Bancroft is a test-style cricketer, mm. whereas you know and, Warner's done so much. And as we said, Warner can change a test in a, in, in an hour, mm. if not a, Look, a and session. Look, he was, he was unlucky. The first innings, he was out LB, didn't refer. Yeah. He had have referred... Not out because it was missing the stumps. But it, but as we sort of said, he had the he had the court behind where he had hit it, and I yeah. think he knew that he had. So he thought, I'm, I kind of should be out. So rather than risk losing a a um, a referral, I'll I'll walk and take it. Even though, as you but, said, if he'd stayed in, it would have been nice. But look, I thought it was just in close. It was a, a terrific uh, result for the guys, uh, fully and richly deserved. Um, it's a perfect start. Clearly, Re- recognition of a five five day game. Clearly, given that we hold the Ashes, we only need to tie the series. We obviously want to win the series, but yep. uh, it's a perfect start. Con- so you win one more, you're almost over the line, aren't well, you? Considering we go to Lords, which is a ground we've, we've had a, a tremendous amount of success at um, in recent years, so that's exciting. So it's a great start to the series. And Wokes has a very good record at Lords, so he he's does. probably going to be one of their most dangerous they'll, they'll players. they'll play Archer as well. Just yep. on the uh, Gazzetta dello Sport oh, website. Fuck it, I think it's an image rights oh, issue. With, mate, Dybala, saying, yeah. your image rights are fucking worth a Big Mac. <laughs> it's not like you're Ronaldo. It's not like you're Messi. It's not like you're Pogba. Your image rights are worth dick outside of Latin America. Like quite seriously, do you dispute me, Fab? Yes, you do. His, his image rights are worth in Europe and Asia and all that shit. Fuck it, Paulo. You just... idiot. Anyway, we're going to move on now. It's quiz time. Quiz, quiz time. Your beauty. We need theme music. Can you edit in some theme music? Um, no. Can I play some theme music? No. Like over the speakers. No. Ah! I just dropped the recorder. We're still recording. Yeah, we're still going. Um, just you, just you, just guys, chew the fat for a sec while I get myself. People a drop microphones. You drop the entire switchboard. Yeah, just chew, chew the fat while I set up my scoreboard. How are you feeling this week, Fabian? Hey, shit ass, actually. Really? Am I the first person in history to complete the course of antibiotics and then feel worse? I would hope not. What, isn't, what you isn't, that, isn't that how they're meant to work? Others that you're dealt, dealing uh, with sinus infection. Yeah, standard stuff, gonorrhea, that type of stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. Isn't that how antibiotics antibiotics are meant to work? Don't they make you a little bit sicker and then they give you a strain and then they... The antibiotics have made me feel a lot worse. Probably because you're taking so many of them. Like you said it yourself, you're like Johnny Drama. You're taking 1,500 different tablets and they're all negating each other. All right, we ready? So this is the whiteboards first, as you all know. Question number one. Question number one. Last week's Community Shield between Liverpool and Manchester City finished 1-1 after 90 minutes. The Sky Blues, of course, won on penalties. For one point each, can you name the goal scorers? So obviously each team scored once. One all. City won it on pens. The FA seem to be kowtowing a little bit to some of those teams that don't really give a shit about the community shield, which is weird. The goal scorers, of course, were Raheem Sterling for Liverpool. Yep. That was <laughs> and uh, Joel Matip. So Timbo's got two points there. Sterling and Matip for Wowee. Timbo. How many you got, Fabian? I got one. one. I, got, I got Raheem Sterling. Just the one. Scored for City, by the way, Sean. That's what I was confused. Sorry, you saw it in my eyes, didn't you? I was sitting there going, what the fuck? He's put down two. Yeah, that was a good start to saw the season. Saw it in your eyes. You did. Uh, question number two. Max Verstappen became the fourth youngest man to claim an F1 pole position this past weekend with his admittedly stonking lap at the Hungaro ring. 
For one point each, can you name the three men ahead of him? So he's the fourth youngest man to, to sit on the pole. Can you name the three men who are younger to achieve a Formula One pole? You'll receive one point for each. So it's a bit of a who's who, this uh, list, to be honest with you. It's a good list. To give you a hint, they all raced F- F1 in this current decade. That's a bit of a hint for you. You can both rub it and center off your lists. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd narrow it, narrow it down for you. So they were all in an F1 car at some point this decade. Whether that's the end of their career, the start of their career, etc., etc., etc. So Timbo's locked in his three. Who the fuck is that? Fabian's <laughs> gone Lewis, Daniel, and Kimmy, which is wrong on all counts. Just get my answers up. Timbo's gone Michael Schumacher, incorrect. Daniel, incorrect. Sebastian Vettel Ugh. is correct. Schumacher been conscious of this? Oh, yeah, I don't know. know. I yeah, don't he, know. Raced, he raced in this decade. Um, so effectively, this goes to the answer. Seb Vettel was the youngest. Charles Leclerc, wow. second youngest. And Fernando Alonso, the third youngest one. pole sitter. Verstappen so fourth. 3-1. 3-1. Verstappen fourth. And Rubens Barrichello, the fifth youngest man to sit Who on the Who did Timbo get just then? Vettel. Vettel. So it was Vettel, Leclerc, okay. and Alonso. Question number three. GWS escaped last weekend's Sydney Derby with a win by the narrowest of margins. Can you name the no. GWS giant whose controversial spoil denied Sam Reed an opportunity to win the match? So the ball was obviously kicked in deep to Sydney's forward big contest. I sympathise with the umpire because it kind of just looked like, it, in the heat of the, as it happens, it just looked like a spoil. Yeah, he pulled his arm. He clearly. pulled his arm. It was absolutely a free kick, but I just thought, oh, yeah. Timbo's gone for Nick Haynes, which is incorrect. Fabian's gone for Tim Taranto. Just doing some double duty down defence. Incorrect. It was Jake Stein. Wow, the decathlete. Was the man to uh, get away with it. Question number four. I don't think I'll know anything tonight. You're not off to a good start. You got one point. Well done, mate. You're not off to a good start because I kind of gave you a couple early, which I thought you'd know. (laughs) You've You've not made hay. Question number four. Steve Smith became just the fifth oh, Australian God. to score a century in both innings of a t- Ashes Test match. Who was the last Australian to score a century in both innings of an Ashes Test match? I know that he's done it. I don't know if he's the last one. Hurry up, Tim. Stop giving us a... Timbo's gone for Steve Waugh, which is incorrect. And Fabian, Fab's gone for Matthew Hayden. Which is correct. Bang! Wow! Matthew Hayden did it in 2000, and I've got it here, 2002 at the Gabba, scored 197 and 103. Nice. Hey, cricket. It was the, I turned on once, and it was the graphic thing. <laughs> it's the only good thing I saw in the whole thing. Is she thing. just saying that when, um, when the, during the, um, the final day, mm-hmm. I was coming home from our cricket club committee meeting? How many fucking sports clubs are you involved with, Tim? Two. And I switched Jeez. over to listen to 3LO just to see if it was on. And as I switched over mm-hmm. was when Nathan Lyon bowled the ball to Jason Roy as he danced down the wicket. Yep. And it was I switched over, he bowled it, he was out. It was sort of like it was almost like they were waiting for me to start listening. And that's what he was. Loved it. Nathan Lyon was going, is he in? Is he tuned is he in? in? Is he in? Right. And go. <laughs> I hate listening to the cricket on the radio. I, I, I Particularly when it. we're batting. Yeah, true. Because I like it when we're bowling. Yeah, because uh, you can kind of see it in your mind. ABC is not bad, but like SEN have got this habit of stuff like, uh, say, you know, uh, Stuart Broad. You know, they'll they'll get excited. Stuart Broad delivers and defend. So you're going, why are you getting excited? Nothing's happened. Yeah. So you lean forward and go, oh, oh, it's nothing. Yeah. Question number five for one point each. 
Can you name the five Carlton players shortlisted in the 40-man squad for the AFLPA's 22 under 22? So of the 40, five are Carlton players. You'll get one point for each that you can name. I like it. I think it's a. I like a the twenty for twenty two hundred twenty two or whatever the fuck it is. I like it. I, think I it's like a, a good. I think it's a good. Uh, I think it's a good exercise. I think it recognises young kids. I'd like them to bring back. We've said this on pod. I'd like them to bring back. You know, state, uh, not games, but like Guernseys. And every mid year break by, they pick a Victorian team. They pick an SA team. And at least then you're not necessarily playing the games. But the players have a bit of a recognition at the end of their career. They were, you know, at least picked to be in a team X number of times. And maybe that stokes the appetite for rep football. Got to tell you, while I'm waiting for these idiots, that's first class padding while I'm waiting for How these many players guys. are there? Five. Tim's got his five in. Tim. One second. I need 30 more seconds. Do you? I've padded for you for a minute. Top class padding. That the. State of origin and getting teams. How am I looking at I can't tell you oh, at the moment. <laughs> All right, what do we got? Fab's got five from five. Have you? Go through your answers for me. Uh, Jacob Wettering, Harry Mackay, Sam Walsh, Sam Petrovsky Seaton, and Zach Fisher. Fisher, Mackay, Petrovsky Seaton, Walsh, Wettering. So he was right. Charlie Kerno's not in it. Who'd you have instead of. You had Charlie. Who'd you have? SPS. Yeah, no, Fab is correct. He's got five. Good on you. So 7-7. Seven, seven. How the hell is Charlie Kernow knowing there? He had seven goals against Western Bulldogs he just hasn't played. four weeks ago. Well, that's correct. Is he maybe too old? Think... Well, you're no, same no, draft no, no. as Harry. Yeah, but he might be a bit older. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Anyway, whatever. Fast money time. Tied at seven apiece. Just exactly where I wanted it to be. Ten with, questions? With, yeah. Exactly where I wanted this tie to be without so, a fucking so tiebreaker. Fastest finger first. This is buzz in. All right. Bzz. You want to do the buzz ins? Yeah. All right. Question number one: Buzz ins. Who will coach Team USA in Bzz. upcoming? Popovich. Correct. Greg Good Popovich. answer. Question number two: Which A League team knocked Melbourne Victory out of the FFA Cup last Bzz. night? Fabian. Perth Glory. Incorrect. Uh, Wollongong. They're not a team. Uh, maybe Central Coast Mariners. No, the Illawarra Hawks. No, you're probably, I don't know, you're, you're there or thereabouts-ish, Newcastle. Newcastle Jets, yeah. Question number three. The Wallabies and All Blacks clash in the season's first Low Cup showdown of the season. Where is the match? All I've got in my head is Croke Park. That's in Ireland. <laughs> That's in Ireland. <laughs> Tim. Timbo. It's at Eden Gardens. That's in Kolkata. Is it? No, it's Eden Park. Is it? No, it's not at Eden Park. You're both out because you're both idiots. I haven't answered yet. Uh, Give me an answer. Sydney Football Stadium. That's been knocked down. (laughs) (laughs) That's the greatest. It's now in Wollongong. This this is one of the the great questions of all time. You've you've given me Croke Park. He's given me a venue in Eden Gardens in Kolkata. You've given me a venue that's been demolished. No, it's at Optus Stadium. Ah. Is Is it here in... Oh, that's in WA. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. not, not, I'm thinking Amy Park. No, no, Optus Stadium. Yeah, yeah. You ready, Fab? Yeah, just answering a phone call there. Question number four. Where will this year's Rugby World Cup take place? So this obviously, Tim. yep. This obviously leads up to a Rugby World Cup. So. Japan. 
That is correct. It will be in Japan this year's Rugby World Cup. Eight all. Eight all. Eight all. That's when it pays off to be sitting next to a bloke from Brisbane at work. Uh, Brisbane or not? <laughs> Question number five. Nick Kyrgios dispatched Russian Daniel Medvedev to claim a sixth ATP world title. Where was the city open staged? Tim. Yes. Washington. Yes. Washington, D.C. Tim, Tim. 9-8. 9-8. Timbo's taking the lead. Shit. Question number six. In baseball, what do the letters D-H mean? Oh, silence. Fabian. Yes, Fabian. Doubleheader. Incorrect. Timbo's he's breathing heavy because he sees a sense as an opportunity here to take the match away from Fabian. <laughs> What's he got? It's a, it's like a, what is it? You know, it's an actor. No, 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 did you elaborate when I had an answer to you? No, I didn't. <laughs> gonna have to buzz, buzz him out. Gonna have to buzz you out, Timbo. Gotta give me a guess. All I can, no. Um, Just go for it. You're done, Tim. You're done. <laughs> it's a double home run. No, it's a dis- <laughs> It's a, <laughs> what it's is a designated hitter? Designated hitter. Uh, designated the DH. Yeah. Question number seven. I, I figured saying dickhead was throwing away <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the point. Question number seven. This player this week became the world's most expensive. Fabian. Yep. Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire defender. became the world's most expensive defender. Question number eight. If the AFL finals were to begin this weekend, ladder leaders Geelong would play who? Fabian. Tim. Fabian. Collingwood. Incorrect. The Adelaide Crows. Incorrect as really? well. He's fucking left it on the table. That's a lifeline for Fab. Richmond. Really? Where are Geelong sitting first? Yeah, I thought Richmond's not eighth on the ladder. Yeah, you play top, first place fourth, Tim. Oh, first place fourth. Oh, no. He was, yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. I'm in the old McIntyre oh, no. eight system. <laughs> Timbo's using a system we haven't used in 30 years. People nah, are having weeks off, years. then yeah. playing a prelim, yeah. then another Good week point. off. I'm getting Good fucking, point. I'm not, not going to lie to you. We're nine all. There's two questions left. I don't have a tie break. Jesus Christ, you idiots. Question number nine, who is currently the world's number one ranked golfer, male golfer? Tim. Timbo. And I can't fucking remember his name all of a sudden. That's a problem. I know who I want to say. I think you're going to have to say someone. He's Mine's going to be a guess. No, no, he's, uh, it's gone. It's I, gone? It's gone. You don't want to give me a guess? I'm, I'm thinking on my feet. Mm-hmm. Give me someone. You're running out of time. Buzz him out. <laughs> Henrik Stenson. Henrik Stenson, incorrect. I don't know. Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka is That's correct. That's I was looking for. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Now, David Ortiz was a designated hitter. <laughs> he was. So. Big puppy. Well, is he, he survived the gunshot? Yeah, he's, I think he's okay. I mean, he was shot, but I think he's okay. 10 to 9 here. This is... This is oh, oh, I sat there today making this quiz, and I thought, nah, don't need a tie break. Fucking idiots, the pair of you. Every week this shit happens. Question number 10. Timbo, you got to get this to stay alive and to make me scramble. Which player kicked the opening goal of the 2013 elimination final? Fabian. Fabian. Robbie Warnock. For the win! He's got Can I just ask a question? Shut up, Tim. How many elimination finals in 2013 were there? Oh, mate, you know which one he was talking about, dickhead. Oh, no, I didn't get to finish the question. The question as written, which player kicked the opening goal of the 2013 elimination final between Carlton and Richmond? It was a snap. In. From about 30 out after a throwing. 
Don't ever let this man tell you he doesn't Left care about the quiz. Towards the punt <laughs> road. Exactly right. Damn it. Exactly. Who's in front of us, Tim? Good day, that I'm day. flat as a tack. Behind the glass in the Jim Stein's room. I'm flat as a tack. <laughs> because Fabian won. Mate, how did you... You fucked up. Brooks Kepka was a gimme. Brooks Kepka. I just couldn't think of his you, name. You, you, you dropped the... Like, you were thinking Adelaide. I don't know. Jesus. Didn't know, I thought Adelaide weren't even in the eight anymore. Jesus. No, I knew they were eight because no, no at, arsehole will win a game to go past them. Yeah, crack at Newcastle Jets. You've left this one. You, this is us against Hawthorne. Oh, well. You've left yeah. this one on the table. Look how disappointed you are, Sean. I'm shattered. can't win them all. That's my favourite part of the week, <laughs> is watching Tim win this quiz. <laughs> Robbie Warnock. And that should allay any suspicions Fabian has that we rig the quiz. That was a good get by me. It was a great get. You got Bruce, Brooks Kepka was a plucked, better get. You plucked Brooks Kepka from right between He's the only checks. current golfer I know. Well, that, that helps. <sighs> Jesus, that's... Uh, that's a, real, that's a real hit to the Jets. It was a good one. start, too. There'd be was, people listening to this very happy driving their car, just tooting the, horn, tooting the horns in celebration. <laughs> yeah, turn the, turn, our, boy, our boy's won. Turn the lights on for Fab. He's got over the line. Jesus. I'm genuinely, I'm, I'm out of gas. <sighs> well. You just, you know, go down a log on street. It's like Italy have won the World Cup again. People are cheering my name. Like I said, Tim, don't, never let him downplay the quiz ever again. Yeah. Yeah. He, no, got, no, no, he was I, out of his I, I seat. I know what he does. I know what he, he does. He was out of his seat. It was a great get. I still remember the goal now. I don't. I remember the goal, but he I don't snaps remember it, that being the first probably goal. goal square and dribbles in. He takes it out of the ruck. He does. Does he really? There you go. I hugged you at the time, Timbo. Oh, That's, oh, I have well, no doubt about it. Tim you told me to calm down. Stop touching Fair me. Cool. <laughs> I hug, the best hug I've ever given Tim was when Fev hit the post against Hawthorne. Oh, yes. I thought it went through. And Tim's going, no. I thought he was saying no to the hug. And I said, I don't care. I gave him a hug. I've no no issues with the hug. <laughs> I've wanted this forever. Had a great day with uh, old mate Barnaby French sat behind us. Barnaby. And, uh, uh, yeah. and meanwhile, my what two-year-old son was locked in a car at home in Greensboro with my wife saying, what do I do? And I said, I don't know. I, I'm in jolly mod. I can't help you. <laughs> Tim's... Tim's you got to we've, do this one on your we own. Start, we've started well. Smash a window. I don't know. Just feed him water through the crack like a, <laughs> like a mouse. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, that's a sour way get to end the episode. Get a coat hanger. Get a coat hanger like old mate uh, Neil Ruddick. <laughs> Look that story up. Neil Ruddick coat hanger. It's a ripper. And Neil well, Ruddick. Yeah. Was it, oh, no, no. It wasn't. It was. Neil the, Ruddick pizza. Yeah. It's a good one as well. The South Park movie. They talk about the coat hanger in that one too. So. Jesus, I don't remember that. I'm a fan of South Park. Yeah. Well, look, that's a real real sour way to win the episode. I'm sure we'll all agree. Oh, it's phenomenal. But if you seriously go from this to an 80s banger, there'll be people going, that oh. is the best end to pod we've uh, ever Ultravox. had. Ultravox. Whatever. Shut up. For me, Sean Peterbutch, thank you. For Tim Davis, unfortunate loser of the quiz this week. Yeah, let the team down this week, but it's still always a pleasure. Go the Beverly Hills Junior Footy Club. And whatever. The quiz winner, Fabian. Hello. Goodbye to you. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Thank you very much. Yeah, goodbye. That's it. I'm done. Reaching out in a piercing cry, it stays with you until.
Strings, the rhythm is calling 